Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, my. It's sweaty out there. Men are sweating. Women are glowing. Pets are panting. And, yeah, Keep an eye on your dogs and cats. I mean, cats are probably smart enough to come indoors or find shade. I, I, I don't know. My dog's pretty smart, but he'd rather be outside chasing squirrels. And when it gets this hot, yeah, the pets feel it too. So uh, be careful out there. Maybe check in on friends, neighbors, strangers. Make sure everybody's doing okay. With proper hydration, if you can avoid the sun, you know, seek the shade and slow down, take frequent breaks, which has really been my motto for much of my life. Frequent breaks. <laughs> Even when it's 72 and sunny, <laughs> low humidity. I need a break, okay? Well, uh, it's not a lie if you believe it, Paul. Going to the old George Costanza line. It's not a lie well, if you believe it. If I... <laughs> if yeah, I hey, <laughs> you know, my changing body, right? Yeah. You You know how your body reacts. Well, yeah. It's hard to get it right. I mean, when it's cold, we crave heat. When it's hot, we... Well, I, I don't know if I crave an Arctic cold front, but uh, uh, the comments coming in are pretty interesting, too, about the heat. Bonnie said, Paul, I'm cold from October through May. A few days of heat works for mm -hmm. me. Jamie said, ask me again. In the winter. And said, doesn't matter to me. I live in Minnesota with extreme weather. Dress for the weather. Yeah, but the point that a lot of people are making, in the winter you slap on more layers, put on a, a hat, a face mask, earmuff, whatever. In the summer, you can only take off so much clothing before the neighbor calls 911. <laughs> or maybe post some photos to Twitter or Facebook. Can you believe what they're doing next door? But see, I can I can sweat it away though, like I can sweat away the excess poundage in the summertime, so I don't have to exercise, like the heat does it for me. When you've really? got the, when you've got the exercise ethic that I do, it just works that way. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Well, I'm, plus I, if yeah, well, plus if if I I don't know maybe I'm in the minority here, Paul. But when I put on extra clothing, I just have a tendency to get really hot and really sweaty. And that's almost just as uncomfortable. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, when I was in Houston, like, I loved it. I was there for a few years. I enjoyed it because, as a friend of mine said, you don't have to shovel heat. And I keep coming back yeah, to it. I'm like, you, but, you don't shovel it. 
But 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 no no I'm sorry I'm sorry I, I and and that may be true in January and February, but Houston and Orlando and New Orleans are a living hell. June through early September. I mean, I have friends in Arizona who say, Paul, we don't do anything during the day. We Early in the morning, we'll go out and shop. In the evening, after dinner, that's when we go out. My, my youngest son, Brett, was in the Navy stationed in Bahrain, where it would routinely get up to 110, 115. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's like a ghost town. During the daylight hours, nobody is on the streets. Nobody's certainly walking. There are people driving, but nobody's walking. Everybody comes out at night. And it it just reminds me of a bad zombie movie where you the only time it's you a, can come out it's like or a, a walk, vampire it's like the, movie. It's like the Walking Dead. You're gonna see Rick yeah. Grimes, you're gonna see Rick Grimes. Uh, and, uh, so I posted a Twitter poll, which is very unscientific. It's just a curiosity because I'm curious. I don't mind the heat. But then again, I spend most of my time indoors. I got a lake in the backyard. (laughs) I'm blessed to be on the lake. Many Minnesotans are on a lake or near a lake, and we have that option. But if I had to work outside in this, I, I, I think I might think differently than what I think right now. I don't mind a few days of intense heat. It's like having intense cold. You know, you figure it out. Yeah, but, but the people oh. that I, I think, though, that, Paul, the people that are outside that are working in construction, that, you know, doing landscaping and everything like, you know, whoever it is, like, they know what to expect when it comes to spending, you know, several hours outdoors and, and know how to mitigate the extreme risks, you know, going, you know, like you said, taking a break or just always hydrating or, you know, maybe you've got to, to dress in a certain way. So, you know, it, it's not like, you or I were, were the avid endorsement where, I mean, you go outside for 15 minutes and you feel like you're just going to be this messy puddle. I mean, I, I feel like those that are used to it, that know what they have to do day in and day out, like it's not as much of, of a concern for them because they, it's just kind of a state of mind. Yeah. If you tell yourself you're miserable, enough you will be miserable and i know it feels miserable out there right now but this too shall pass the one saving grace it's one day well okay yesterday was 97 today it's 101 Mm -hmm. we may sneak up to 102 before things begin to cool off but this is not going to be day after day after day week after week of 90s or hundreds it starts to uh get more comfortable tomorrow yeah, well yeah what what, what is what what is normal for us then about this time i mean 80 80 okay so i mean do we normally get the the mid 90s is it say in in august ish then is that kind of when we're looking at like the the height of the temperatures july is actually our hottest month the hottest weather of the year historically mm-hmm. comes mid-july first second even third week of july and okay. then it starts to cool off by the way the uh Summer solstice is tomorrow morning, 4.13 a.m. I'll call you. I'm gonna, <laughs> we get up. We party. So uh, we'll be calling you at 4.13, Tubsy, uh, to celebrate the official start of summer. By the way, back to this Twitter poll. I said it feels like 105 in St. Paul. Now it's more like 107, 110. Give it a choice. Do you prefer extreme heat or extreme cold? Why? Asking for a friend. 
And I was surprised. 55% of the 906 voters said, I'd rather shiver. Thank you very much. Only 45% said, bring on the hot fronts. Although a lot of people point out, I think rightfully, that if I took this poll in January, it might be just the inverse, might be totally reversed. We miss what we don't have. Grass Part is of the human greener. condition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to put this into perspective, though. How much of this is natural variability? Is this flavored by a warming climate? Can we expect to see more days like this in Minnesota's future? Mark Seeley is going to be joining us with something we all need, perspective. That's next on CCO. Vandellas, we're having a heat wave, just a little, I get, you know, if, forgive me, it's all about semantics, when I think heat wave, I think day after day after day, few days in a row in the 90s, hundreds, that's a heat wave, this is more of a heat spike, and the uh, the heat dome, the epicenter of this superheated air is passing right over the metro as we speak, it's 101 degrees right now in the shade. First time since uh, May 28th, 2018, that the mercury has hit 100 degrees in the Twin Cities. So, uh, yeah, this is hot enough. And again, unlike Arizona, and I've got a lot of friends who live in Arizona, and they like to brag about the dry heat. Yeah, it's 110, Paul. It doesn't feel that bad. But uh, we don't have a dry heat, generally. We have the humidity dew points up around 70, a lot of water in the air, and that makes it feel a lot worse than it really is out there right now. No luck with Mark Seeley? No? Okay. We're hoping to get we're hoping to get Dr. Mark Seeley on the air right now with a little bit of perspective on the heat. My understanding um talking to various climate scientists look you can't say oh this is this is global warming this is climate change uh no more than having a few chilly days in april disputes the fact that the planet is warming up we have mark on the line we do awesome dr seeley welcome and thank you for saving my butt (laughs) oh my goodness well i'm sorry you had trouble reaching me uh yeah, I hope everyone is uh, behaving and following all the hot weather rules today for crying out loud. Absolutely. 101 degrees in the shade out there. So what do you say when people ask you, on and, and we're wired to react to the weather. We look out the window and right. we assume that what's happening in our backyard is happening everywhere when, in fact, you know, it's impossible to really understand what's happening all across the planet. But when people say, hey, this hot weather, um, is it the result of climate change? Is it natural variability? Is a warmer climate kind of juicing these air masses? Uh, What do you tell people when that question comes up? Well, I I tell people that uh, because of our uh, influence on the Earth uh, climate system, uh, and really a, a, a profound altering effect on both the landscape and the composition of its atmosphere, 
that we've stacked the deck and we've stacked the deck uh, not only to uh, give us in the mid to high latitude positions on this planet uh, higher temperatures but all these other attributes as well so although we might not be able to solely say that uh, today's record high was driven by climate change climate change certainly had a role in it and um, so it's it's a uh, it, it's a feature that I think we're going to continue to see. We've done all the statistical studies going back in history, and we've seen the frequencies of these things um, increase in our lifetime, as well as the mean values. You know, we look at both the mean values, which we average every three decades, and we've also looked at the frequencies of extremes. And we see significant signals in both of those dimensions, Paul, as you well know. So if, if the climate was holding steady, you would expect the same number of, roughly the same number of record highs versus record lows. My understanding is that uh, the, the, the ratio, the percentage of record highs is now considerably more than the percentage of record lows. Um, is that your understanding? Oh, yes, and there's geography to it, especially in the mid to high latitudes. Uh, so the further away from the equator you get, uh, especially in the northern hemisphere, the more skewed that is so that you're seeing the frequency of high overnight minimum temperatures and record high daytime maximum temperatures outnumber the frequency of cold daytime temperatures and cold overnight record low temperatures by Oh, a huge margin. It's like three to one or four to one or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if if we were in a, a stable climate, one that isn't warming or cooling overall, one would expect that ratio to be closer to one to one. So let me let me ask you this. Um, and summer is when we experience, I think, more of the symptoms of a warming planet when that weather weirding kicks in. The floods that we've had since the dawn of time are often much worse. Uh, the wildfires last longer, burn hotter, burn longer, smoke thousands of miles downwind. Hurricanes often, increasingly, uh, intensify right before landfall. And so we're, we're seeing that in the data because of warmer ocean water, which fuels these storms. But right. climate aside... Uh, just based on the models, what you're looking at, to me, it seems like it's going to be a hotter than average summer for Minnesota, but we're going to be let off easy compared to much of the rest of the the nation. I think the it's going to be worse just south of Minnesota. Is that what you're looking at? What What is your assessment yes. for the next couple yeah, of months I, and the I, impact on ag? Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Paul. In fact, I wrote about this in last week's Minnesota Weather Talk blog. I think uh, not only do we have geography in play this summer, the states south of us are going to be baking, I think, this summer. We're going to be relatively warmer than normal. I agree with you 100%. The rest of the summer, this pattern we saw where we were dominated by cooler than normal temperatures the first uh, four months of this year, and then it started to shift in May. And then this month, it's abruptly shift. It has abruptly shifted. And I think we're going to stay predominantly warmer than normal until uh, we get into the fall season. But mostly, the geography of that says mostly in southern Minnesota. I think we're still going to have 
uh, more excursions of cooler air mass across the northern part of the state. It's still going to be the respite for those that plan a vacation there in July and August. Don't, uh, don't certainly don't change your plans because if you want to get away from the southern Minnesota heat, that's the place to go in July and August, and I think that'll probably be in play this summer. But then, like you said, all the geography south of us, holy smokes, they're really looking like they're going to be in the heart of the extra warm temperatures the rest of this summer. When I hear this hot bias, I, I think drought, and hopefully we don't have a rerun of last year. Uh, we made up for the drought during the winter months and, and spring months, and I correct me if I'm wrong, I think the state is in a pretty good shape when it comes to lake water levels, when it comes to soil moisture. Farmers, at least right now, have adequate moisture to work with. Are you concerned that we could be drying out as we head into August, which we see many summers, right? Oh, yes, I am, uh, because, uh, right, although um, we could say that most agricultural soils in the state hold uh, adequate amounts of stored soil moisture for the crops to grow this year, we all know that with hot growing conditions and the massive water use by our crops, that in the absence of precipitation as we migrate into July and August, that uh, we can suddenly get into a drought situation where the roots no longer are, are exploring uh, a, a wet uh, a wet or surplus root zone and it's all dried out and then we'll see wilted crops. So we're still vulnerable to that, especially so with the late planting we had. We got off right. to one of the latest starts in recent memory this year, too. So the crops are they, they not only uh, need plenty of moisture and heat, uh, the heat will help them catch up a little bit. But uh, I think it's a legitimate concern for the balance of the summer. And um, so we'll see. In fact, these warm nights where we have the high dew points, Paul, you and I have talked mm-hmm. about this in, in the past. Okay, all crops respire. They burn up energy at night when you have high nighttime temperatures. So all the photosynthesis and accumulation they make to produce good yield during the daylit conditions, they expire some of that energy at night. And it gets very elevated when you have these warm nights where the low temperature only goes down to 77 or 78 degrees like it did last night. So that diminishes the yield potential when you have Hmm. this continuous warmth that also gives you warm nights. Mark, every time I chat with you, I learn something new, and uh, hopefully our listeners feel the same way. I so appreciate you and uh, wish you continued success. How many grandkids do you have now? Uh, we have four, and, uh, four. The, the, the youngest of which came to us on May 25th, so we got a, we got a little one. But, uh, hey, let me say something, if I may. Do I have just 10 seconds to say something? I, Absolutely. I, I know... I I know you're going off the air on the three to six slot uh, uh, this week, and uh, I'm I'm sure I'm in the same uh, uh, ballpark as a lot of other listeners. What I want to say is we're not just going to miss you, and I'm not going to miss you strictly for your weather and and your uh, interesting information you share. Boy, oh, boy, I'm going to miss your personality. I'm going to miss your citizenship. I'm going to miss your passion for science. I'm going to miss miss your passion for community. And by golly, I hope that you will realize a lot of us are going to miss that, Paul. So we wish you all the best. 
but you've just done a great job with that all your time on the air. Well, that's that's very kind of you. Thank thank you, Mark, for for saying that. I I do appreciate that. Hey, I have no regrets. It's been a great five years, and uh, working with Jor, you know, the pandemic, leukemia, insurrections. It's been a gong show. It's been an interesting time to be alive, and a very interesting time to be co-hosting a radio show. But uh, I'm ready for what comes next. I'm still going to be doing weather and uh, uh, here on CCO and focusing on my weather company. And you and I will uh, have a little more time to grab lunch. Dr. Mark Seeley, thank you. That sounds good. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thank you. Appreciate you. Oh, my. Uh, When we come back, it's been a rock and roll show. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the heat, but there's been some other stuff. Uh, what you may have missed when we come back on CCO. Drums, please. Who's this? This is my jam. DJ Jazzy Jeff, the Fresh Prince. Oh. 1992. When I still had hopes and dreams. Here it is. And they've been dashed ever since. Yeah, ever since. When you still had hopes and dreams. I, I don't sad. I don't even remember those days, Paul. <laughs> it's all a blur. More yes. good memories than bad. Life is a blur. Uh, the heat. I like this comment from Dick and Egan. He said, hey, Paul, I'd go for cold over hot, but my wife needs the sunlight of summer more than the darkness of winter, so I'm forced to go with the heat. I feel, you know, having these long days, having it still light at 10 o'clock at night, I feel energized, especially in June and July. Yeah, I do too. But hard to feel energized when it's 101 out there. Um, Another listener, I'm a Minnesota native living in Florida. Thoughts and prayers, but thank you for listening. He goes on to say, or she, Minnesotans freak about 90 degrees the way Floridians freak when the temperature drops below 35. Stay inside, protect your pets, check on the elderly. Florida is the surface of the sun between June and late October. That's hot. And then, uh, yeah, I prefer a sundress and sandals to a down parka and boots. This is from a listener. This is not me. Oh, well, I, you, I mean, I don't judge. You you don't want to see me in a sundress. Those days are Those days, those are, days gone. are over. <laughs> those days mercifully. are over. Remember those them before the internet. Ball. Yeah, I, <laughs> the internet's in ink. Thank God. I made most of my mistakes before the internet. <laughs> uh so we wanted some professional advice on how to beat the heat. Dr. Joey Duran from Alina Health, we asked her the question, what do people most get wrong about the heat? It's fluids are a big one, obviously. You need to keep your fluids up um, just because we sweat out so much. Um, the other thing is not taking frequent breaks, you know, to try to cool yourself off, getting shade, that type of thing. Um, you know, we really worry about our young athletes especially in these first couple weeks where it's starting to get really hot. And so, you know, they really need mandatory breaks if they're playing sporting games outside, Um, you know, those uh, cooling towels on the back of the neck. 
Um, misters, because really evaporation is a great way to cool yourself off. So misting yourself, that type of thing, getting in the shade, but just really watching your symptoms. And when you're starting to feel, you know, maybe a little weak or dizzy, you really need to get out of the sun, get in the shade, preferably into maybe some air conditioning for a little bit. Um, and those things can really help save you. I think when it gets this hot, everybody should just have the day off. But that's just me. Um, just one guy's opinion. Doctor, actually, he's not a doctor. He's a financial advisor. Andy Tate with Cahill Financial Advisors talked about the crazy uh, changes in the financial markets. But the Dow has dropped 20, 30% since the beginning of the year. And a lot of people approaching retirement age are pretty freaked out about what's happening. He talked about how the psychology of investors has flipped. The psychology is, and I think too many people fixate on the names of the companies and not what the companies are actually doing. And so you'll look at Amazon and Tesla. Everybody wants to own those companies. Well, there are other companies out there that are actually doing quite well. So when a retiree or someone who's approaching that time looks at their portfolio and sees that it's down 25 or 30 percent, you know, that can be troubling. And so you want to make sure you have diversified uh, investments as well as diversified sectors. Don't just put everything in tech because it's popular. Don't put everything in real estate because it's popular. You want to make sure things are spread around. Thank you to Andy. And today is Juneteenth, a celebration of the announcement back on June 19th, 1865 in Texas, that enslaved Americans, African-Americans, were finally free. We talked about that, and we talked about reparations possibly going forward. And I asked the question to Professor Yohuro Williams at the University of St. Thomas. Some cities are now going on record apologizing for enslaving Americans. Is that enough? I don't believe that it's good enough. And, and full disclosure, I chaired, was one of the co-conveners of the um, uh, commission that was helping to draft uh, a draft ordinance for a permanent reparations commission in the city of St. Paul. So this is something okay. I know um, intimately. When we talk about slavery, I think it, you provide an example of the Japanese internment is a good um, segue for most people because often when people think about slavery, they're thinking, oh, we're going back generations, so how do you do that? But there are some more immediate um, instances here in the Twin Cities in particular that we can point to where you could easily establish um, you know, uh, what damages were done as a result of policies, practices, and procedures and address those damages. Uh, the Rondo community is a great example of that. Appreciate uh, Professor Williams for coming on today and providing some perspective. Another look at weather coming up, and do you like crabs in your whiskey? There's actually, yeah, I... Uh, more evidence that we live in crazy times when we come back on CCO. Tubbs, do you, do you drink whiskey? No, I'm not man enough for whiskey. Well, it's an acquired taste, but uh, I've had my fair share of whiskey. I prefer scotch, but uh, okay. hey, will not turn down whiskey. So here's a story that caught my eye. A New Hampshire distillery unveiled a new whiskey with an unusual ingredient, invasive green crabs. Okay. What? what? Like, yeah, well, okay, follow along. Okay. Uh, this uh, distillery, Tamworth Distilling, 
teamed up with the University of New Hampshire's Green Crab Project to develop House of Tamworth Crab Trapper, which is billed as being made with a bourbon base steeped with a custom crab, corn, and spice blend mixture. The owner of Tamworth Distilling said the developers boil more than 90 pounds of these tiny little crabs into a crab stock. Now, here's the deal. Uh, The crabs used for the liquor came from a trapper in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Green crabs apparently are native to Europe, but they are new to the ecosystem of New England. They are considered an invasive threat. If you're interested, maybe you can head down to Haskell's or Total Wine. The House of Tamworth Crab Trapper is being sold at a price of $65 for a 750-milliliter bottle. What a bargain. So I don't know. You're boiling, you're boiling little green crabs to get yeah. like the juices? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. What? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like crab. I will, I'll eat crab. I, I don't know if that's enough for me to drink a, a crab-infused whiskey, I guess. I mean, you, you can pretty much infuse anything with anything at this point nowadays. I guess. So I guess, I it, guess. Doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Would you have? I it? would try, would you try it. You try at it? least okay. once. I'd I'd keep an open mind. Okay. I was uh, I was on a, and and again, I don't drink much whiskey, but I was on a uh, cruise, and there was a whiskey tasting uh, thing that you could sign up for, and there were like eight or nine different whiskeys, and you tried. I didn't realize at the time that you're just supposed to take a sip and dump <laughs> dump most of it out. Oh no! Oh no! I finished. I paid a hundred bucks for that. I'm gonna finish every one of these whiskey glasses. And people were looking at me like, oh, "Do you do you have a problem? Should we call the authorities?" Hey, hey well, hey, I mean, if nobody if nobody explains it to you, you want to well, get your money's worth, right? But did well, you not yeah, see what everybody else was doing? I mean, did you not like I, read the room? Or I, I just I just don't care. Okay, I just don't care. I appreciate so, the harsh honesty there, Paul. Well, yeah, just being on the radio is like getting undressed in public. You reveal things about yourself Mm. that you really should not. And I want to apologize for five years of that. I think Jason will be more disciplined than I've been. That's just my gut. Anyway, hey, take it easy out there. Things start to feel better tomorrow. Tubsy, thank you, my friend, for putting up with me. And thank you for putting up with me. We'll try this one more time tomorrow. Be safe to watch you do the, the sports in short. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.